Hello and welcome to Subject ACT with me, Heather Murray. Subject ACT brings you stories from your local Canberra community and beyond, stories with a global dimension. Now, in this episode, we're taking a look at a very local issue. Late last year, the ACT Conservation Council called upon Defence Housing Australia, also known as DHA, to rethink a proposed development at Lawson North in Belconnen. And if you're unsure where Lawson is, it's situated just across the road from the Canberra Uni on the northeast side of Lake Ginandera. If you don't live in the Belconnen area, you may think, well, what's this got to do with me? Well, this development, if it goes ahead, will significantly extend the suburb of Lawson across a lot of undeveloped land, and it may leave us all the poorer for it. Well, it will leave us all the poorer for it. With me in the studio to talk about this is Helen Oakey, Executive Director of the Conservation Council, ACT Region. Welcome, Helen. Hi, Hedda. Thanks for having me. No worries. Great to have you here. Helen, I understand that the land in question, which is over 140 hectares, is owned by the Commonwealth. Can you give us a bit of a backstory on how this land has been used and paint a sketch of what the Commonwealth proposed to do with it now? Yeah, so the the area that we're talking about is North Lawson. So it's the suburb of Lawson. It's that northern half of the suburb. Um, And people might be familiar that the south area of Lawson has just recently been developed for housing. That was ACT land. Um, But this site is actually where they had the Belconnen Naval Transmitting Station on, the BNTS. And so basically it was a defence facility and it's got quite significant heritage values with regards to the role that it played. Defence have owned that land or have had control of that land and so it now comes under the National Capital Authority and it's been transferred to Defence Housing Australia for their use. So they're proposing to... Yeah, so Defence Housing Australia are proposing to put an urban development on the eastern side of the land. Um, It's a very large block, as you indicated. And so the area of land that we're talking about that they're proposing to develop is the area um, on and around where the Naval Transmission Station development was. And the housing that they're proposing to put there would be about 50% for defence housing families mm-hmm. and about 50% for general lease to the ACT community. Okay. Given that development is going on right across the territory at the moment, why is this plot of land important and why should listeners be concerned? Well, what's interesting about this plot of land is because it's been defence land almost and because it hasn't been touched, it is actually one of the largest pieces of the critically endangered habitat of um, grasslands, native temperate gra- natural temperate grasslands, and potentially also some woodland areas, so box gum woodlands. Now, that means that it is the home to um, a range of um, endangered species and vulnerable species. And it's also just a really important site because it is so big that many of these species that actually need they need space and they've been threatened by their habitat being chopped up into small pieces. Having such a large block of land actually means that they've they've got an opportunity there to thrive. So it is a very important area. Mm. And in the ACT, we're very lucky because we actually have some of the best examples of natural temperate grassland. But it's definitely worth protecting. 
And there are a number of species in there that listeners are probably quite familiar with that actually live in those grasslands and that we should be looking after. And what species are, are living there at the moment? Um, so some of the ones that will be familiar to people, so the golden sun moth is an iconic species that people will know about, um, striped le- legless lizard. We have a number of plant species, that nodding chocolate lily, some of the grasses that are actually very endemic to this region. So there are lots of different species that we should be protecting. You know, and, and the thing is that people don't really look at a grassland at, like they look at a rainforest. No. And this is one of the challenges that we have. I mean, some of these species are really, really fascinating but we don't know their stories very well. For example, the golden sun moth lives underground for three years, comes above the ground for one to four days, and it flies around, you know, it lives literally, its, its purpose above ground is to mate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, the, you know, the, male, the males are flying around trying to find the females and the females are sort of landing on the grasses and, you know, yes. waiting for the sun to land on their backs so that they can be spotted by the males. Um, and that's what they do. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, the striped legless lizard, people often say, well, why, is it, why is it not a snake? Why is it a lizard and not a snake if it's got no legs? And obviously it has a whole bunch of other features that make it more lizard-like than snake-like. Mm. One of the things that, that is a feature of the striped legless lizard is that when it's under attack, firstly it emits a little squeaking sound to warn all the other lizards that there might be danger in the area. And and then it can jump quite high as well. Oh, okay. Um, which it can jump sort of 30 centimetres into oh the air. Oh, my gosh. Even though it's got no legs, which is quite something. Um, and then the Good other thing... Of strength. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the other thing about it is that if it's really under threat, it can actually drop its tail, leave its tail behind wiggling as a bit of a distraction while it gets away from whatever the predator is. And there you go, there's your answer about why it's not a snake. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a it's a small, potentially unauspicious little bit of uh, fauna, but every one of these things has a really unique and special story. Mm. And this is our biodiversity and this is the biodiversity that, that we want to protect because there's so little of it left and it is what was here and many of these species are endemic to the ACT and this region. Mm. Defence Housing Australia have been reported as saying that a significant proportion of the site will be preserved for conservation. And I've got a quote here. The proposed development will provide open space, parkland and community facilities for residents and the wider public to enjoy. The design of the proposed estate balances the history and environmental values of the site with residential and community uses. Does this hold water, Helen? Have DHA taken your concerns on board? Well, we know that DHA certainly sat up and listened. We sent a letter last year that was signed on by over 100 organisations and ecologists and scientists and experts. And we know that they have gone back to the drawing board with their initial proposal. They have reviewed their ecological assessments and their heritage assessments. So we hope that they're listening, but we also know that they are still planning to proceed with this development, irrespective. And I guess our concern is that we believe that if they were to only develop the areas of that site that were suitable for development, then it's actually not going to be a viable place for a suburb because it's actually not there's not enough room or a big enough space to put a viable suburb in. So I think that's going to be the critical question is what is how much is defence looking to actually develop to make the proposal viable for them and will that actually then continue to encroach on grassland? And the important thing to remember is that whenever we put human beings 
in the middle of a grassland, we run up against problems in terms of protecting the biodiversity. So the things that humans do are actually can be quite detrimental to grasslands. So, for example, cats, I mean, this would almost certainly have to be a cat containment area, but cats can still get free. Walking animals through grasslands, mowing and having non-native species in gardens that then blow seeds into the grassland that mm. shouldn't be in there. So we end up with weed, invasive weed problems. And when you have a development that is effectively going to be on a spit of land that reaches into and has grassland on all sides, grassland and woodlands on all sides, what we actually would need to see is a fairly substantial buffer zone between the development and the grassland in order to protect the grassland values. Again, that's going to impinge on the amount of the footprint that's available for development. So we just don't see how they're going to be able to do that. Um, And the other thing that their current proposal has actually ends up isolating a section of fairly good quality grassland on the eastern side of the block. This is the problem that we have. These areas are being chopped up and chopped up and chopped up until they're smaller and smaller and smaller. And a lot of these species don't do very well in small areas. They need space to, to move, to breed, to feed and when we isolate grasslands and we surround them by urban areas, we're effectively condemning them to decreasing in their quality and losing their biodiversity values. Mm. Mm. These, these areas are listed under federal law as critically endangered habitats. We need to stop building on them, mm. full stop. It, you know, we've got to stop. And if we, if we can't stop building on them in total, we definitely need to stop building on areas that are large and continuous and that actually provide a substantial habitat for these species. Mm. This, this picture is quite complicated given that it's the Commonwealth that own this land, but they're talking about building a suburb on it which will be occupied by ACT residents. So how does the ACT government and Rebecca Vassarotti, the Minister for Environment and Heritage, fit into this picture? So in terms of the ACT government, we know that the ACT Greens are opposed to this development happening mm-hmm. um, and they have actually firmed up that position in recent weeks. We don't have a clear position from the other political parties in the ACT, but we, we know that they're all aware of it and they're all conscious of it. But what we need to see is the ACT government potentially communicating to Defence Housing Australia that they're not actually supportive of the development going ahead and that they're not interested in accepting that suburb into the ACT's jurisdiction. Now, it's not immediately clear to us yet how that process happens. We know there's a long conversation over a period of years. I mean, the other question is really, if the ACT government is left to manage it as a grassland, you know, you would want to be having a conversation with the ACT government about that as well. Mm. So you're right, it is complex, but effectively the first port of call is the federal environmental approval then the National Capital Authority approval for the planning. And at the same time, we need to be talking to the ACT government about what they can do to communicate to Defence Housing Australia that this is not an appropriate development. Mm, It is a complex It is unfortunately a complex issue. Yes. (laughs) Helen, how can listeners who are concerned about our biodiversity crisis uh, and how it's impacting right here in the ACT, how can they get involved in your campaign? 
So the best thing to do would be to go to our website and if you go to our website and look under Nature and Waterways, you'll see the Save North Lawson campaign. We have a petition on the website there that people can sign and send a letter to the general manager at Defence Housing Australia. We've also got an email list that people can sign up to. Right now, we're waiting for Defence Housing Australia to get in touch with us, to brief us on the next version of their proposal, which we've been told that they will do before they make that referral to the Environment Department, the Federal Environment Department. And so when we see that second proposal, we'll have a much clearer idea of what they're, what they're thinking. So, you know, it's, it's a really interesting one because they're a federal organisation. And yes, you know, we understand that housing is at a premium in the ACT. And so that argument will always be used. Um, but at the same time, we need to do the, do that housing development in a more thoughtful way and in a way that's actually much more sympathetic to our mm. local environment. And I think we need to really just for once say, you know, you actually can't just build over something that is a critically endangered habitat. Mm. You, you actually just need to not do it rather than do it with all these terms and conditions that effectively end up degrading the environment anyway. Yes. Well, let's hope sincerely that the... Uh all the powers that be do do the right thing and that the community voice can really fight back against this proposal. Yes, I mean, that's, that's what we really need to do. Mm. So we'll be continuing, yeah, continuing to engage with the community. Mm. Well, thanks, Helen, for taking time out to talk today about this vital campaign. If you would like to find out more about the Lawson North campaign, jump onto the Conservation Council ACT's website page, as Helen suggested. There's loads of information there and I'll post some links on the Subject ACT Facebook page. I've been talking with Helen Oakey, Executive Director of the Conservation Council ACT region. Thanks again, Helen. Thanks so much, Heather. Lovely to talk to you. I'm Heather Murray for Subject ACT. 2XXFM, 98.3 in Canberra, or streaming online at 2XXFM.org.au. Music.